0: Okay, so we are back again. So I'd like to talk to you about um, the part about Jesus. Well, what about if you're an orphan? You know, let's talk. What if you grew up without a father? Okay. Let's uh, look into Psalms chapter 27, verse 10. Okay. When my mother, when my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Okay, You can see that, you know, like I said in the last one, that you will have, unfortunately, you will have people who um, have children and they are either not mentally equipped to take care of kids or the fact of the matter is, which is a reason why the Lord warns us not to have premarital sex but then when they have kids they're not financially stable to do so and end up resenting the kid and they end up um neglecting or abusing or just abandoning the kid altogether that is why jesus warns us about fornication warns us about um having adultery and then having children produced out of it and you can't take care of it and you just abandon the kid altogether unfortunately that is something that has happened throughout history more than what more than on one occasion um during the times of ancient rome um the christians were the ones who would pick up the kids and try to and take care of them when it was cu- a custom in roman times to if you didn't want a child you'd have the kid but you leave it in the woods to die on a tree or near, near a tree to die you know, succumb by the elements. <sighs> wow. It's when you, when I just said those things and I've read, I've read, you know, horrible things that people have done to kids throughout the centuries. And it's just, wow. Wow. That is what people did to their kids. All right, let's keep going. What does it mean that God is the, the is a father to the fatherless? Psalm chapter sixty-eight verse five says, "A father to the fatherless, a defender of the widows, is God, in His holy dwelling." Of all the ways the Lord or God Almighty could have chosen to relate to humanity, God chose the language of family. He could have described Himself as a benevolent dictator, kind boss, or patient landlord but instead he chose the word father. He presents himself as a father because we all know what a father is and does. Even if we do not have earthly fathers who treated us well, we have an intrinsic understanding of what a good father should be. God planted that understanding in our hearts. We have a need to be loved, cherished, protected and valued. Ideally, our earthly father will meet those needs But even if he doesn't, God will. Jesus taught his followers to address God as father. Luke chapter 11, verse 2. Throughout scripture, God describes his love for us as that of a caring parent. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 15. John 16, verses 26 to 27. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. Although he possessed characteristics of both father and mother, Isaiah chapter 66, verse 13, he chooses the masculine word because it also denotes strength, protection, and provision. Psalm chapter 54, verse 4 God has a special place in his heart for the orphans and fatherless. Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 20, Jeremiah chapter 49, verse 11, and James chapter 1, verse 27. Psalm Psalm 27, verse 10 says, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will save me. God knows that many times earthly fathers have been absent or have not done their job. Ephesians chapter six, verse four, he offers to fill the role of father. John chapter six, verse 37, Deuteronomy chapter one, verse 31. He invites us to call out to him. When we are in trouble Psalms chapter 50 verse 15 to cast all our worries on him first Peter chapter 5 verse 7 and to enjoy his company first Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9 Psalm chapter 116 chapter uh, verse 1 John chapter 5 verse 14 he models for us the characteristics he had in mind when he designed fatherhood although many times earthly fathers do not live up to the ideal god promised that in him no one has to be without a perfect father okay and that is what the lord promises to those you know who are willing to trust him that he is a father to the fatherless now many people you know will still be angry, will still be with rage because of the trauma they have felt dealing with a father that was not good to them, that was not there, or worse, has abused them. Okay. All I could say for those who who have ears to hear, God is willing to be a father to you. If you get born again, repent of your sins, he'll take you in as a father, as a do- he'll take you in as um he'll take you in. All right? It's a father that takes in a, a, a an adoptive son, a person is willing to be adopted. He's willing to be your you know, your foster father because that's that's what it is being a Christian, you know. Um you're leaving your satanic spiritual father because in in sin, where you conceived and you went about with the powers of the air, the devil, okay, doing whatever the devil wanted you to do, do what thou wilt, and then you want to come to Jesus, all right? Through, um, maybe, you know, he, he ministers to you whether in a dream. Well, he ministers to you through someone telling you the gospel. You get born again. You become his child, okay? You become his son, you become his daughter, adopted son, adopted daughter into the kingdom of God. You have to maintain that salvation, and he'll help you if you're willing to listen to the Holy Ghost. Jesus is not going to force you to come to him, he's not going to do that. He said, He who is holy, let him be holy still. He who is unholy, let him be unholy still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. You have a choice. You will always have a choice when it comes to this. That's how much Jesus loves you. That's how much God loves you. Jesus is the visible representation of the invisible God. Let me say that again. Jesus is the visible representation, okay, of the invisible God. You want to know what kindness is? You look to Jesus. Jesus showed that. If you want to look at masculinity, you will see Jesus. Okay. That is what Jesus represents. let me uh get this up here and I I'll, and I'll show it for you all right but as you become well, as you are when you get born again you become an adopted child of God there are rules every loving father has rules for those who come under his house all right his his house his his rules you've heard that saying before all right Jim Jesus, <clears throat> Jesus, the image of the invisible God, Colossians chapter one, verses 15 to 29. OK. <clears throat> Paul reminds us that Jesus Christ, the image of the invisible God again for in him, who is the fullness of deity, dwells bodily. Colossians chapter two, verse nine. It is in the face of Jesus Christ that we know that we can know God. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. During Jesus' earthly ministry, Philip asked him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus responded, I have been with you all this time, Philip, and you still did not know me. However, whoever has seen the Father, how can you say, show us the Father? John chapter 14, verses 8 to 9. Jesus reveals God to us. He He shows us how we as God's image, God's image bearers are to carry out our work. If we need help in grasping this, Paul spells it out. First, he describes Jesus' infinite power in creation, Colossians chapter one verses fifteen to seventeen. Then he immediately ties that to Jesus' willingness to set that power aside, to incarnate God on earth in word and in deed, and then to die for our sins. Paul says this directly in Philippians chapter two verses five to nine. We look at Jesus, we listen to Jesus to understand how we are called to image God in our work. All right. How then can God's patterns and values apply in our work? Okay. We start by looking specifically at Jesus' work as our example. Okay. Forgiveness. First, we see that God has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 because Jesus has done that Paul can appeal to us to bear with one another and if anyone has a complaint against one another, forgive each other just as the Lord God has forgiven you so you may also be forgiven Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 it was on this basis that Paul could ask Philemon the slave master to forgive and receive Onisius as a brother no longer as a slave we are doing our work in the same of the Lord Jesus when we bring that attitude to our relationships in the workplace, we make allowances for others' faults and we forgive those who offend us. Okay. And in this, you know, if, you know, you know, you come to Jesus, you get to understand what it is to be like him. Okay. To notice what like to have a forgiving heart okay to be able to to able to be um to forgive others sins as God has forgiven your sins okay self-sacrifice for the benefit of others second we see Jesus with infinite power creating all that is things invisible and things invisible with the thrones or dominions or rulers or powers Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 yet we also see him setting aside that power for our sake making peace through the blood of, through the blood of his cross Colossians chapter 1 verse 20 so that we might have a relationship with God there are times when we may be called to set aside the authority or power we have in the workplace to benefit someone who may be undeserving And Philemon is willing to set aside his slave on authority over on Simius, who does not deserve his mercy and take him back in a new relation then in this way film on images the invisible god in his workplace freedom from cultural accommodation third we see jesus living in a new reality that he offers to us if you have been raised with christ seek things that are above where christ seated at the right hand of god set your mind on things that are above not on things that are earth you have died and your life is hidden with christ in god Colossians chapter three, verses one to three. We are no longer bound by cultural morals, mores, I'm sorry, cultural mores that stand in contrast to the life of God within us. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. We can march to a different drumbeat. The culture of the workplace can work against our life in Christ, but Jesus calls us to set our hearts and our minds on what God desires for us and in us. This calls for a major reorientation of our attitudes and values. Paul called Philemon to this reorientation. First century Roman culture gave slaveholders complete power over the bodies and lives of their slaves. Everything in the culture gave Philemon full permission to treat Omnis harshly, even to have killed them, have him killed. But Paul was clear as a follower of Jesus Christ, Philman died, and his new life was now in Christ. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. That meant rethinking his responsibility not only to Omnis, but also to Paul, to the Colossian church, and to God his judge. Okay. And that is the transformation of Christ. Do you want that transformation? Being adopted into the family of God. All right. He is a father to the fatherless. Okay. But as a father, he will have rules for you to obey. And he loves you. That's why. And he will command you to forgive. Just as Christ has forgiven you, it will not be easy. But he said, Not by my, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. That was he, that is what Jesus has said. But it's up to you, you know, what do you want to do? All right. What do you want to do? Because not everybody will receive the gift of salvation. Okay. Some people, they'd rather stay in the anger. But it's up to you what you want to do once again. Zechariah chapter 5, verse 7. Okay. Chapter four, verses five to seven. Sorry. Then the angel who talked with me answered and said unto me, knowest not thou what these be? And I said, no, my Lord. Then answered and spoke unto me, saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by might or by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Okay. Who art thou, O great mountain before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shouting, crying, grace, grace unto it. But remember this part right here, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So it is up to you what you want to do. Jesus will give you the power to forgive and to walk like him. You'll even hear his voice. The more you spend time with him, the more he'll, he'll come closer to you. All right. Draw close to the Lord and he will draw close to you. But it's up to you. There will be temptations. There will be trials. And there will be choices you have to make. Because you won't be able to live that old life you used to live. But it's up to you. He is a father to the fatherless. But when you come unto the father, he'll expect you. He has expectations of you. To live like his son, Jesus. Okay, that is all I got to say for now. Um, That's it. Um, You could check out uh, the audio podcast that I have, Fight to the Finish. And that is it. Lord Jesus, I hope this is a blessing to those who hear this message. Jesus name, amen. Happy Father's Day.